Pencil Culture Puppets Props Puns Podcasts everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to another segment of Kensel Culture. And ladies and gentlemen, it's a pop culture magazine, and we have an editor right here. Ladies and gentlemen, the host of our show, the man who knows all the trivia, let's have a nice hand for Mr. John Kensel. Let, let's have a... Let's, uh, Welcome back, ladies and Let's have a nice hand for our host, Mr. John. Here's Kensel. Hello? Is oh. anybody home? <clears throat> Please, Hammer, don't hurt me. God. <laughs> I mean, it's... Uh, I, uh, I didn't write that. Yeah. You, <laughs> you, nailed, you nailed it, John. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, comedian John Kensel. Hey, everybody. It's John Kensel, the only comedian with a podcast who's had plastic surgery to look like the guy from Phantasm. <laughs> Boy. Okay. Michael Baldwin was in Phantasm. That's right. Wasn't there a guy named Michael? There's an actor yes, named Michael that's Baldwin. my real name. Oh. <gasps> anyway, uh, this is our uh, post-Christmas, pre-New Year's Eve show. Uh I'm yeah. so excited about post-Christmas New Year's Eve show. Yes. Did you have a nice Christmas? Uh, I'll, I'll visit you between the holidays. Remember that joke? Okay. But, ladies and gentlemen, did I have a nice Christmas? I, I had a, a, a mediocre Christmas. I wasn't, I, you know, but it wasn't a bad one. I was by myself. I had a lot of shows and, uh, you know, and my family was up there and it was the coldest day of the year. Okay. It, it was colder than Santa's uh, breast pocket. Uh, did, I was going to say witches did. No. Did you but, get a, a t that tie for Christmas? Uh, did I get... Now, John. Wow, that's a nice. You time. know, I look good in anything, okay? But a mirror. All right. Look at that. This is a. a this is another tie from. Uh, this is from a company called. Okay. Uh, Dollar General. Uh, no, Artifacts Museum. Okay, and I had one last week, and it had. Look, it's it's the Spanish Armada. Okay. Uh, we're not supposed to curse on the show. That was. The Spanish Armada. Don't oh, you know oh. about that? Off like the, the coast of Lures. Spain and England defeated them. Oh. And then Nelson got his leg blown off and his arm blown off. He, then he was half Nelson. But uh, he, he, uh, this is history, John. Where have you been? Gosh. I apologize. I'm not up on neckwear. I'm, well, I've had neckwear up to here. All right? <sighs> and uh, But we did something very neat on... When was it? When, uh, the, the, we did celebrate. We did celebrate with a show at the World Cafe Live, and it was a, a, a burlesque show. And I haven't been a burlesque for a while, but it was a burlesque Christmas show, and I was the, uh, I was the thing. Yes, John. Um, uh, on a podcast I was on, I, I worked with a gentleman who was all involved in the. Uh, that was polite of me, who uh, who worked with burlesque girls, and I said. Uh, do you know what the difference is between a burlesque girl and a go-go dancer? 
What's the difference between a burlesque girl and a go-go dancer? And I said about 25 pounds. And he did not like it. Oh, no. But if you took a pole, a lot of people wouldn't like that. They have a lot of bent poles. Uh, They... uh, They uh, but, and they always have names like Carlotta Tendent and uh, I, yeah, Susie Squatro. I, but I used to uh, I used to work with the with the Peekaboo Review, and uh, I kind of you know I that, these girls all had you know biker boyfriends and things Lulu, like that, Lulu and, 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 and a couple of, uh, either a couple of kids or you know daddy issues and stuff like that. But uh, I used to help them out. I I mean they would come to me with their problems. Okay, yeah, I, you would cover up their, cover up their uh, C section scars. No, well, things like that. I I helped with the uh, with the I helped put on their you know pasties and I helped put on their uh, you know their little things, and uh, I, I for one hundred and fifty dollars a week, that's all I could afford. Uh, it was a great job. Did, did someone drill a hole in the dressing room? Someone dr- I, I actually, uh, you know, they came up to me and they said somebody drilled a hole in the in the girls' dressing room, and I say I'll look right into it. And no, <laughs> no. So, burlesque. burlesque uh, it, uh, I mean, it, it took off for a while, but uh, you know, now it's kind of uh, uh, you know, with all the woke people out there. I mean, burlesque. Uh, it, in it's in reality, it's a celebration of the woman, but uh, people don't always see it that way. John. No, they're too. Oh, uh, you're you're not brainwashed. Uh, you're uh, what do you call that? Your 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 minds. You think that female dancers got to be go go dancers or like cheerleaders. But you're right, it's a celebration of women. But we did a show at the World Cafe Live, which is a very incredible venue. With the incredible Drew Nugent, okay, with his 1920s, Drew Nugent and the Midnight Society. Look them up, okay? And he steeps himself in 1920s music, fashion, and uh, politics. <laughs> yeah, he's a um, uh, <laughs> like, like he's an anarchist. And <laughs> no, he's not a communist no. either. Okay, but uh, true Nugent, look that up. Okay, no relation to uh, Ted Nugent. So, but it was very neat though because uh, they played their. It's like a 1920s jazz Dixieland. It's very very neat. They're all polished professionals, but uh, they they had to have three like almost three hours. So they had uh, the comics do a, a spot, and uh, uh, oh that so Wid came out. Oh, you sang first. I sang for uh, you know I'm a I had a couple requests, but I sang anyway. <laughs> but. Uh, that means they didn't want me to say. No, I'm a tenor with bass habits. Okay, that means a tenor with bass. Uh, but uh, I sang Winter Wonderland, and it's kind of a, a, a fun song. Okay, it was you know it wasn't even written for uh, for no. for Christmas. It was written for uh, I don't know a Coca Cola commercial or something like that. It was. It was. And like- Winter Wonderland, and. It's, it's because I'm with the Roddenberries, which is a Star Trek eccentric group, and we do anything about, maybe you heard about it, science fiction. Yes. And uh, I was there last, uh, two years ago, I think, when uh, Star Wars first came to Disney. All right. And I look, uh, if I put on a flannel shirt and comb my hair yeah. different, I look a little bit like George Lucas. George and, Lucas and, by you know, George. Um, and, in Disney World at the Star Wars Pavilion, whatever it is, uh, they have to pump in loser gas so people feel fine there. Well, first, well, that'll scare them out of their parents' cellar. Okay. <laughs> no, I lived at home until I was 23. 
Why? Yeah. I wanted to graduate high school. But uh, <laughs> no, uh, but I sang the same song, Winter Wonderland, which has one of my favorite lyric is, uh, uh, is uh, when it comes into uh, the plans that we made. Uh, okay. But it has a very, very, it's uh, melodical. Mm-hmm. But I sang it for George Lucas. I'm the biggest thing in Disneyland. Oh, okay. Cool. Instead of walking in a winter wonderland. And... <laughs> I used a, a, a comedian called Kevin Sullivan used to always have uh, w- within the uh, the chorus of Winter Wonderland. He uh, uh, later on will perspire as we pick our nose with wire. Uh, and he also had. What does that mean? What does that mean? I, I I have no idea. It was a nonsense song, but oh. the, 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 the plans that we made. Okay. But there's also a thing, in the meadow we could build a snowman and pretend that he is Parson Brown. He'll say, are you married? We'll say no man, but when we get the chance we around yeah yeah, i can't curse i think it's a screw around but uh that is a kevin sullivan song look him up one of the funniest song parodists in Um, the world his uh uh in the original version it says we can build a snowman pretending he's father brown and he checks all the older boys for hernias um speaking of kevin sullivan uh, a lady that used to be a betrothed to got in touch with me wow she was at a thrift store and she goes, look what I got. And she sent me a picture. She found an Oogie puppet uh, wow. in a thrift store, which is pretty Oogie, incredible. Oogie was uh, from one of our heroes, okay, Uncle Floyd. Mm-hmm. He was the, the puppet uh, on Uncle Floyd. He was oh. a, a character uh, since the beginning of the show till the end of the show, uh, through its many incarnations of Uncle Floyd, there was on the a- Oogie puppet. On our, on our last show, I, I, I unboxed one, but I got, we got to meet her to pick it up. Oh, we're going to do unboxing again? Oh, well, not yet, but we, yes, we do, and we, and we have stuff, and it has no puppets involved. What? I, got, I use my x-ray vision. But uh, the, show, the show is very neat. Uh, we'd sang, man, look how pasty-faced I am. I look like man, I was a silly putty. Like, you know, I look like Jimmy Hoffa. I played the fifth. No, but anyway, uh, you look, ain't gangster. I'm look, sorry. Look, look, uh, oh, I don't know, Your Honor. I hired Tommy Chong as a lawyer. Okay, <laughs> uh, but uh, no, uh, it was uh, it was uh, this one degree. That was the coldest day of the year, especially the coldest one Christmas degree. Uh, okay. in, in, in Philadelphia in like 40 years. And I park. And it's, you, I'm telling you, it looked like, look like a scene from an old movie, like the, 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 What's a Wonderful Life. The wind blowing over. And I got a ticket. Imagine that that parking guard. I was the only car in the street. We got there early to unload Captain Crunch dials on hula hoops, and uh, why why aren't other uh, why aren't other bureaucracies in Philadelphia ran as well as the parking? Oh, um, we have a friend. There's a guy, my friend in Philadelphia. Uh, oh, I shouldn't say his name, but he but he uh, he must have got one too many tickets, and he went he went on a rampage. Yeah, tell me, John. Oh, you you wouldn't know. Uh, Dave Hill, oh, okay. but yeah, uh, uh, he has he has makes a mission. He has a site called uh, illegally parked parking authority, right? And he drives <laughs> around the city and he <laughs> finds a, a guy giving tickets out, but he, the car is parked illegally, giving the tickets in. 
I have uh, I have a friend who that happened to, and he followed that guy uh, all over, going, "You park illegal? I want to citizens arrest, yeah. citizens arrest." Yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, oh, um, oh, they're they're relentless. They made a TV show about it. The, fir- the first season or two was in Philadelphia called Parking Wars. First season, uh, eight seasons, yeah. or nine seasons, or and, whatever it is. Um, one thing I, uh, that's the ticket. Exactly right. Yeah, I got a. I parked one time. Uh, right next to a meter, and it's one of those meters you you, know, you put your credit card in, right? I was I'm, I'm, I, like I have out, a credit card. I walk out my driver's door, and I walk on the back of my pickup truck. And my pickup truck's I don't know, twelve feet long. It's not hundred fifty feet long. I'm walking around. I wasn't taking my time. I wasn't dilly dallying. I wasn't lollygagging. I wasn't you know whatever. And I, I come around, and here I'm getting a ticket. I, I came to pay it, and the guy was right. He must have jumped out of my tr- of a tree, like on a bungee cord, or had like a oh, they a manhole they do cover. That. They have uh, you know stealthy like ways. Oh, They're- right. And he goes, "Sorry, man, I already wrote it up." Right. Oh, I, I'm, I'm wrong on that story. I didn't tell the right the right story. I did that. I, wa- I walked. Yeah. On, I, I, no, I walked on and paid for the ticket. Uh huh. I had to walk up, and you put the ticket on your windshield. The guy was writing me a ticket already. I, I was. It was took me thirty seconds. He was writing me a ticket, and he goes, "Sorry, man, I wrote you a ticket." And it's funny because we can't uh, erase it. They right, don't they, have they the technology. They always what say, is it? You know, it's I all know. computerized. Everybody. I, I mean, it's it's like picking on you know, um, a, like Bush or Trump or somebody no, like that. It's but, the, those jokes about the uh, parking authority. They're oh. too easy because everybody hates them. Oh my God! So, but what I did? So my receipt, my receipt. Was two minutes before I got the ticket. Uh huh. So I, it's you know, I, I made a photocopy and I said, "Here, here's something." And they, they deleted it. All right, all right. <clears throat> the very next week, seven Uh-oh. days later, nonetheless, seven days later, makes one week. I park in the exact same spot. I was going to that that oh the, the Schubert. Sec- and so did parallel things happen? <clears throat> <clears throat> and uh, I park in the truck right. Do everything. I, I put my my flashers on so people know I'm, I'm doing something. Get my ticket. Put it. Put it right there in the passenger thing. Right there. Right. I come home. I come out. I got another ticket. And I'm, I'm like, what is this? Another. I, I'm, I'm I'm freaking out. So I look at the ticket, and it said my shirt will be on Tuesday. Now I look at the ticket, and it says, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, obstructive view. I couldn't read the ticket. So I took a picture of my windshield and mailed that and said, yes, yes, it was. Your guys just didn't look for it. They're, they're out to get me. I must have been wearing a give this guy a ticket sign. But, um, uh, yes. <laughs> I had like $3,000 worth of tickets at one time. That, maybe mm. even $4,000. And I hooked up with a politician. I won't mention his name. Okay. I know who it is. Okay, yes. yes. Because <laughs> in Philadelphia, we like pretzels so much because there's so much crooked dough going around, okay? And I had $3,000 worth of tickets. So a certain person told me, okay, if you go down to this restaurant in, uh, you know, on 9th Street and you give all your paperwork to the Mater D. And uh, you spend, uh, you know, $100, $150, and, uh, th- and things will be taken care of. So I go there, and I go there with my girlfriend, and we, you know, drinking wine, and stuff, and, I, and the maitre d' goes, and was everything satisfactory? You got the paperwork. Everything fa- satisfactory? Yeah, and I hand them the paperwork. And, uh, you know, we have a great meal for $150. And, John, yes? I get up the next day, because you know I hate to get up, and I... And I, and I I'm going to court, 
And there I am. I go through all the, uh, you know, body checks and everything like that. And when I come in there, the court stenographer is the same guy who took my order the <laughs> night before, the Mater D. And there he is. They talked it down from $4,000 to like, you know, 84. Okay. Wow. I know it was under a hundred dollars and that was just, you know, that was the beauty of it. Okay. Yeah. I used to love Philadelphia and, and I, you know, because you'd get in trouble, but you know, there's so many other people in trouble, you know, that uh, it wouldn't I, mind. And, I had a friend years ago, had a, a uncle that was a judge at traffic court. Yeah. Right? And one day this Italian builder that we know, his guy's driving up 95 in a dump truck, and the back of the dump truck fell open. And all the doors and drywall flew out on 95, and he got a ticket for it. <laughs> so um, I, I, my, I was asked by me to talk to the, my friends who's friends with the judge. Now, he didn't want the ticket fixed. He did not want the ticket fixed. He just wanted to get in the courtroom early because he had an appointment for some other job later on in the day. Mm -hmm. Right? He didn't want it fixed. Well, when I told my friend, they, they fixed it for him, even though he didn't want that, right? So they're appearing for the private court judge, and they bring out the old Italian driver. Oh. Not the owner. Yikes. So the owner of the, the business is there, and there's the old Italian guy. And just keep your mouth shut, and the judge will go, all right, I can, I can see here, no, no charges, here you go, right? The old Italian guy starts crying, going, forgive my accent. All right. It's okay, I can say this. My hamster's Italian. But he goes, uh, this guy, he he told me to uh, drive with that like that like that. It was this guy's fault here. And he starts blaming. Look at that right there. All right, there's my my, uh, my, my voucher. <laughs> there was the driver right over yeah. there. That's just what he looked like. And he said his piece. Yeah. <laughs> and he, uh, but that's exactly what happened there. Uh, uh, but he's going, to, he's going, to, and he, and he, he, he wasn't, he must have thought he's being charged like a jail term, mm -mm. right? And uh, the judge goes, goes you shut up. Right, uh, uh, but I'll tell you, it's uh, they are relentless. Uh, relentless, even though the Christmas season, they don't care. Uh, uh, when I first got to Philadelphia, uh, I had a gig at uh, at the Warwick Hotel. Okay, and I oh, wait, have to unload my stuff, so I started unloading my stuff in, in a side door. Guests of cancel culture stay at the Warwick Hotel. <laughs> I thought we stayed at the Barkley. <laughs> no, or the oh, no, no, Motel sorry. Five and a Half. I apologize. I cut you off. You're at, you're at the, uh, the Warwick Hotel. Oh, okay, prestigious. at the Warwick Hotel, and I'm taking out my props because I'm a prop comic, and I'm taking out my prop, and I see, and when I come out, there's a cop sitting there writing me a ticket. And, uh, you know, he's sitting in his car, and this is, uh, I guess, when cops could get parking tickets. You know, I'm right on Walnut Avenue. You know, I'm, I'm super illegal. But I come over to, uh, like, protest the ticket, and there he is, and he has a can of Budweiser between his knees in his patrol car. And I thought, I just saw that, and I said, buddy, you, you, you know, I'll take the play. I, I have a friend that's a milkman. What? No names. And uh, he was delivering milk in Camden. Okay. And he was always being hook, uh, bothered by hookers. Ladies at night, the world's most profession pr pr uh, people, you know, pro hookers, crack whores would come up to him. And they would always bug him as he's trying to serve milk to the students of, of Camden, New Jersey. And he couldn't take it anymore. So he said, oh, look, there's a cop over there in the parking lot. I'm going to go over and tell him my complaints. I pay his salary. I'm going to tell him, tell these hookers to stop bothering me. Yeah, so this is probably early in the morning. I mean, dark, dark, because, it was dark. And, yes. 
And the hookers, he was going to complain about the hookers? Yes. Because he couldn't get them wholesale, I guess. <laughs> no. I, I mean, y y you know, that's... There's more to the story. Uh, uh, sorry, John. No, 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 no. <laughs> but what happened? <laughs> so he puts down a Civil War musket. And he, and he, oh, no names. No names here. And the milkman walks over to the cop car in the back yeah. of the parking lot. And it, was, and it was tucked in the back of the parking lot. It wasn't like right in the middle of the parking lot. Right. And he goes over and there's the cop in the car with a, a lady's head in his lap. And, uh, wow. and he's like, oh, sorry. So I said, what'd you do? He goes, I waited until he was done. Then I told him my complaint. Like, this is weird. This is weird David Lynch Twin Peaks. That's like the freaking. Sopranos. Okay. That, 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 that is. That's exactly what it is. Like, it's like, me to the Sopranos. It, it, uh, I have uh, uh, actually, uh, it, you know, because I lived in New York for a while, they used to do it right on the street, you know, sometimes, like at four and five in the morning, you know, coming out of the clubs uh, and, uh, you know, the, the prostitutes before they, they kind of cleaned it uh, up in, yeah. in New York City. And, well, the internet sort of does that now, you know, you can. Uh, you know, I, I have a friend. Do that. He's a son that's sort of a dimwit. Half wit, if you will. I'm right here, John. Right? Not a full wit, but he's a. He's always sending me texting. Hey, I want to go to Nevada. Uh, you know, there, there's no brothels in Las Vegas. It's in Nevada. Like, well, little towns outside. I. Oh, I learned something else too. In Nevada, I envy him. <clears throat> and he wants to go to a brothel, like the Chicken Ranch. Uh, Jiffy, Jiffy Lube. Uh, that, was kind of, yeah, that, that, that skeeves me a little bit. Well, that's why he goes, hey, I want to go there because adult romance video stars, when they're not making adult romance videos, okay, they go down to, they're like, advertise, hey, come to the, the chicken ranch. You'll see blah, 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 blah. Star of blah, 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 blah. Seven. So, but um, he wants to go there, and I'm like, it's freaking gross. I go, you know, what do you think? That the girls are sitting there waiting for you? Meanwhile, if you wait there, you see the Washington Generals come out, rappers, <laughs> football players, and, you know, yeah. uh, uh, guys in miners, track suits. Miners and uh, not yeah. miners, mi you yeah. know. Coal miners. Down, yeah, coal right? miners. And he goes, oh, no, it's no. Nevada. Oh, no, no, no. They clean themselves. They have protection. I go, she couldn't. She'd have to run through a car wash. <laughs> Right, but I, I want to keep the level of the show up to a polite conversation. Yes. Um, I, uh, okay. And how, how was your Christmas? Oh, I, are you, you spent by yourself. I had to go to my sister's house up in New Hope. I just wait. I shouldn't uh, say I had to. I went to my lovely sister Grace's house. Big, beautiful house. It's like a three-story uh, Olive Garden. Big, nice house up in New Hope, Pennsylvania, where we're okay. you know Washington's Crossing. She's right there. Real nice house, and we had a nice time. Nice to get together. All my nephews and nieces were there. It was a very nice time. But on the way home, Christmas Eve night. Okay. You drive down several, 14 miles. Of Don't river. tell me you saw Santa, okay, in no. the passing lane. No. Oh, no. And, uh, but the, the people that were leaving mass, yeah. they came flying out. It was like, uh, what would you call it? Uh, you know, the St. Boniface is 500. They're, they're fly it was like an auto circus. And it, it's a two-lane highway with ice patches and deer. Well, they just went to church. They got nothing to fear. Oh, my God, got, yeah. Oh, that's the best, you know, yeah, come right they're, they're in. They're shaking that's hands in body of Christ and on the way out. That's a backstage know. pass to heaven, you know. Oh, my God. Um, and uh, But it was, uh, and then, uh, so we had that. It was a very nice, very good food there, leftover. I had, I bought I had very good food. And then uh, in Christmas Day, I went to a non-denomination restaurant and had a passage omelet. I came home and I watched a, uh, a good, a, yeah, I watched a good Christmas movie, Godzilla versus Mecha, Mecha Godzilla. 
I like those movies, you know. I like anything with a big, giant monster. I don't like those, you know, a ghost you can't see or a thing. I like, you know, Godzilla, King Kong. You know, give me the big monsters. They, they, you know, the praying mantis, you know. You can keep your, uh, you know, your Freddie Mercury or, or Freddy Krueger. Exactly. I, I, you know, I thought it was kind of neat. Well, it was a neat selling point. Don't you see him in old movies and just go, that's Freddy Krueger? Oh, yeah. Oh, anyone, anybody out there, too. Does, am I the only one that does this, too? You'll, I'm your boyfriend. Okay. You, you'll watch a, a TV show or a TV movie from the 70s or even 80s, and you recognize uh-huh. somebody, so you pull your phone out and have to look up you know, IMDb, see who it is. Or is this person still alive? Or Oh, no, that's where he's from. He's from blah, 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 part seven. Uh, uh, but uh, when you watch, like, Cannon and Mannix and... Uh, uh, what's the third one? Uh, Barnaby Jones. They all had like uh, yeah, like great names. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be great if you could name your kids like you know how Mannix kids name, and, you know name name their after famous authors or you know painters? I, I, I would just like I would like a little kid canon. Okay? It's neat to and and, and, and you know. you're right. And and, you're right. and and the words like it's the words like one two punch two syllable words like canon Mannix Barnaby uh, uh, Jones Gunsmoke gun, yeah. Gunsmoke yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, to have a kid named Cannon, do you think he'd be predestinated uh, to be, uh, you know, overweight? You think now, that? If you're at home listening to this story right now, <laughs> Cannon was a famous uh, '70s uh, detective show that was on for ten years with the most unlikeliest uh, hero, and that uh, he out was of a, all the hero he, detectives, that, he was a, uh, there, a lot of shows were there. He was a fat, bald, mustached, uh, for a Korean War sergeant who became a detective. And it was unbelievable. You watch it. It, it, it was the most unlikely. I never saw a more unlikely hero of a show, but he had a very resounding voice. Uh, resounding voice because he was big on the radio. He, he was not only Superman, but he was Matt Dillon on the radio. Yeah. You know, and his voice was like, you, you know, you'd picture like an Adonis sort of, uh, you know, big hulky uh, man. And uh, there it was. He was just like a, he was well, like a little cherub. Uh, he was but he was a good actor. William Conrad. William Conrad. He okay. was a, a good actor, and, and he was in a lot of those uh, film noir uh, sort of uh, movies. And uh, he he would he could uh, was equally uh, adept at playing oh. the bad guy or and the cop. I bet he made a ton of money off his voice work because uh, oh yeah I, he he narrated Rocky and Bullwinkle. Uh, uh, and he, uh, that was his voice. Narrated Rocky and Bullwinkle. And on the other one, uh, but he uh, all. But when you watch the show, Fat Detective, <laughs> Fat Detective. Every every year he got a new car, and because it, it was the seventies. Oh, and and the, and the sponsor. But and the car got bigger and bigger. First, like a Riviera, then a Toronado, then a Cadillac, to make him so he wouldn't look so fat. Um, <laughs> and I and he knew he knew judo. Yeah. And a, well, a car puts on 10 pounds. You know that. <laughs> it you does. And, so, then, and then, uh, so I'd said I went off the air like 79 or so, right? In the mid-80s, he had another show called Jake and the Fat Man. And Isn't that typecasting? He wasn't I Jake. Mean, do you think uh, he can get away with that? Would uh, the woke people be mad at that calorie uh, counting? What's that red thing in your hand there? Oh, oh, this right over here? What is this? This is your Christmas present, John. Oh. And I know it's a little bit late, but uh, I have a Christmas present for you because I know you're an archivist and you'll take very good care of it. Oh, yes. Uh, this was given to me by a friend uh, who uh, was a very good friend of 
one of our heroes, besides Uncle Floyd, besides Benny Hill, was Soupy Sales. Oh, man. Okay. He, yes. Soupy Sales. Uh, he was uh, big uh, in Detroit, Michigan, uh, as a, um, a jack of all trades with the early television. Uh, he had a news show, a jazz show, and the thing that caught on was the kids' show. Okay, and uh, he took the kids show, uh, you know, because he would have to do all these different things at different stations because they would, you know, they would have a guy you know, not only sweep the floors, but they would have him be, you know, the anchor. or The, uh, the weatherman was the horror show host, a kids show in the morning, yeah. kids show in the afternoon, sea captains. and. But uh, he went to national fame. Soupy Sales went to national fame. In fact, he got... Uh, it, it, very funny, very funny with puppets, okay, and with uh, corny dad jokes almost, but on a surreal sort of thing. And he had great, great guest stars on his little kid show. He had people like Trini Lopez. No, he had people like, uh, you know, Sinatra. Sinatra, uh, uh, you know, he had Dean Martin on it, and he, Kirk you Cobain. Know, uh, you know, Herman's Hermits and things like that. He became very big. And, he, you know, he was in a recording studio uh, a, a lot because he uh, he fancied himself a singer. And he had two big hits. He had Bafalafaka, which was a Turkish sort of old song. I, there's but no he swearing had on Do show. the Mouse. Oh, show yes. him how to do the mouse, John. Uh, so, I'm not doing this. Oh, what are you, <laughs> what are you <laughs> too good to do the mouse? I don't like doing peculiar things. <laughs> well... Hey, <laughs> so got do the mess. Yeah, oh, peculiar things. Look at how you dress. <laughs> I'm okay. He loves to, okay. But, I, but it got so big that here is Soupy Sales. Here's a, a record, okay? Look at that beautiful record. Uh, 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 now, he went halfway serious because this is on, right here, this is on the Motown Motown, because he was so big in Detroit, yeah. he had, he must have knew people, I think. But uh, it, it, he has uh, he has different sort of songs and all novelty. He has "This Guy's in Love with You." He tried to oh, do that. He really, exactly. For once in my life. But here it goes. Uh, Ooh, instead of oh, sorry. I, uh, oh, I hope it's not busted. Okay, look, and it had. Uh, tell me what he's got that I ain't got. Uh, here's a great song. Life never brings a bottle to the party, okay? <laughs> Which, you know, that, that's life. Uh, Green Grow the Lilacs. Wow. He's really, you know, a Motown. Green Grow the Lilacs. That's an old, old does, song. Does he do WAP? What's that? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Look at John, all right? Look at John. Okay. Yes. Compose yourself. All right. <laughs> Compose yourself <laughs> and get off my Bach. Okay. <laughs> get off, because it's Bach. It's not so, Beethoven. So, Soupy was from okay. North Carolina. Uh, no, Carolina. But, but Soupy sales on Motown. Okay. And uh, unwrap your bubble gum. Wait, okay. This, and let's think about living and come to baby do. Come to baby, come to baby yeah, do. Wait, this, this is in like brand new Never open condition. This is a pretty, actually pretty cool too. And Soupy was from where? South. No, he Georgia? was from. Uh, no, he was from actually West Virginia. Uh, okay, but he had. A, he had a, Gilligan was also from uh, yes. West Virginia, but Soupy was from West Virginia, and he made it up to Detroit, and he became a big time thing. So this 
is actually. Oh, look at this. Very you know, cool. That, this soupy. is actually a soupy. Stop stalking me. <laughs> stalking me. Okay, no. Uh, and it's a, a, a. This is going to be a stocking as a stocking stuffer for John. Oh, John. Right. Th- oh, very nice. Thank you and oh. Merry Christmas, right brother. I, I, it looked, it looked, there's some lewds in here from the 60s. <laughs> oh. Look, look, the stocking was hung on the green screen with care. Okay, look at how that, that, is, that fits in. Now, people are going to think that it's an actual it's funny, Christmas it, show. Uh, adults like Soupy Sales because he was doing inside jokes for adults. And he, you know, now, I think Pee Wee Hermie started to be paved the way for that. Or a, a funny, uh, uh, like, 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 what's his name? Uh, he did, Uncle Floyd did like characters. And he talked with an accent like, uh, ooh, Ah, now kids, here's what I want to tell you how to do today. Like something like a hipster. He had a cute little, uh, cute little. He had a cute little, uh, like sort of southern, almost southern accent. Yes. With a, uh, a but a, a twinge and a twinkle in his eye, and that's what made Soupy so funny. He was, uh, you know. He was on the cover of like magazines, I mean, and, uh, it, it, and, it, it, and he had his day. It, and, no, uh, you, you have glasses. Yeah. Is this, what's the true story about him saying, hey, kids, take the little square piece of money out of your parents' wallets and mail them to me? Is that true, or did he really get a hundred dollars, a million dollars? Now, I'm sort of a, you know, a a student of that stuff, and I got to uh, study uh, a lot of his notes. My friend let me study a lot of uh, Soupy's notes when, uh, before they were, uh, donated to uh, Rowan University, uh, a whole you know stack of things you know from early in his career to on, and amongst it, I had found the actual uh, script telegram. Oh, really? That he got saying that your um, services are no longer uh, you know needed for a week, or you're suspended for a week, or something like that. But it was an actual, you know. That, uh, I got uh, either a certified letter or, or a telegram, you know, uh, that uh, said that he was. Uh, so apparently it was true. But years ago, and I don't know if it was before or after, I, um, Jonathan Winters had a 15-minute show out west, you know, wherever he was from. And I, I remember him saying the same thing into the camera. So I'm wondering to myself... Was it the first Jonathan Winters and then Soupy? Oh. Or was it Soupy, then Jonathan Winters? I don't know. There's two of my heroes right there. But uh, I, that's a, it, it was interesting. He, he set the ball roll for Pee Wee Herman type man child doing jokes for kids with sly adult things you'd watch in it. Uh, right. And when he sent the letter and, uh, or he said, hey, kids, you know, it's New Year's Eve or, or it's Christmas and your parents are probably you know, hungover, you know, yeah. they're probably not feeling so. Or to, so go into their, uh, your dad's, uh, you, know, you know, bedroom and go in and get those little pieces of green paper with the pictures of the presidents on them. And uh, apparently, he, they, you know, some parents protested and, uh, you know, maybe the, C, uh, right. the FCC, maybe they felt that he was soliciting funds or, you know, maybe they have rules against that. And, uh, you know, and child thing and, the, oh. you, know, you know, so an innocent thing like that gets. Oh, you know, it's funny. You thought this guy was like popper, like say like the 60s. Then the seventies happened and things changed. Well, he started doing game shows and personal appearances, but I don't think he was, he was doing like dinner theater. 
Then uh, they bought the. Super oh, he was very, he was very versatile. I mean, he could sing. He did, uh, he did guest stars on uh, like Route sixty six and uh, other. Oh my God! He, uh, you know, contemporary television he had shows. The, he had the legs of a Vegas showgirl. And he would do musicals. He was, uh, you know. Oh yeah. I I, I, I I can't recall off the top of my head which musicals he did, but I know he did musicals at these <laughs> dinner theaters that were around at that time. <laughs> he used to shoot ping pong. <laughs> What? <laughs> what is wrong with you, John? <laughs> he used to shoot ping pong balls at the audience with a body part. <laughs> so anyway, in the, in the 80s, he came back with the, the new the new Soupy Sale show. He came back with the new Soupy Sale show, which, uh, you know, it's, it, it's not as, you know, of course it had funny jokes and funny but, moments and things, but it's not the no. traditional one okay. that he had in the 60s. And, uh, things lose their luster. You know, it was a, a little... He had this weird gray, black wig on, it was like a, or a bad comb over. It looked like he had uh, frosted mini-wheats or a, a, a giant SOS pad for hair. But what often happened on the show is that there'd be a knock on the door, and this big red or brown furry arm would come in, and that was a black tooth, and there was a big white hairy one called white, wait, black fang white and white fang. tooth. And that was white, and uh, they, would go, they would just go, ooh, 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 ooh. And he would say, uh, oh, what do you mean? And he would, it was always a stupid joke. But it was like the teachers on Charlie Brown, when they yeah. said, but people understand it. It's like when uh, Darren McGavin curses in the Christmas story. I mean, that, that was the sort of uh, feeling that you got when the, um, when the giant dog came in, because one was a, a big white dog, one was a big yeah, white dog. Yeah. There was no gray area in there. But I, I'm sorry. Uh, but they were, uh, it was hilarious, his inner... Uh, so, I'm watching it, mm -hmm. and uh, it's, once again, for that same reason. It was a watching adult men act like idiots five nights a week. Right. Um, his girlfriend comes to the door, but you don't see her. It's obviously a man impersonating a, a woman, and she go, and he goes, uh, she goes, oh, Soupy, and a voice like that, will you love me when I'm old and gray? And he goes, you know I do. <laughs> And then he gets hit with a pie. But on the show, they've been knocking the door. And you go, oh, who's that? It's like, oh, look, it's Sammy Davis Jr. Oh, look, it's Frank Sinatra. And he, I think he threw a pie in Sinatra's face. And it was oh, yeah, he, he threw a, a pie in, uh, in Sinatra's face. Sinatra would, uh, you know, he likes Soupy. You, oh, you know? um, and, uh, well, he was the cool, he was the hip. He talked, you know, he talked like a hipster a little bit, Soupy, right? right? But, uh, oh, Soupy a, was the hippest. There's a famous episode where the sits... Do you think that's... He that's, got his name because they used to call him... He was so skinny, they called him Soup Bone yes. back in uh, West Virginia. And uh, he, they, 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 when they would dare him to do stuff, they are you are you chicken, Soup Bone? Um, but he... Uh, what do you call it? Chicken Soup Bone. <laughs> are you chicken soupy? So, uh, and the rest is gravy. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, I'll take stock of that situation. Okay, yes. Let's progresso. Okay. Can't win. Uh, so... Uh, well, the famous one, there's an episode where either his staff or Sinatra, and you, there's there's videos you can find online of it. I don't know if it's all on YouTube. Well, he opens the door expecting to be like a, a comical. Yeah. You know, oh, who's a salesman? Blah, 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 right. And here it was a girl that was in, totally naked. Totally. Oh, yeah. And, and, she, that, and they, she started jiggling. And, that's one of the famous. Uh, and, well, and, and, there's, and, he, and he was shocked. And it was blooper. Fun. Well, there's videos. On, well, it was like old. It looked almost it was on Kinescope or something. But there's there's one. There's a yeah, it fun. It's, not, it's unedited. You can see the whole girl's body in the 60s. And Sue was like, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. I got a chubby that won't quit. 
He didn't say that. No. Uh, but uh, he just acted like uh, oh, God. surprised because the audience couldn't see it. Right. It was uh, it was like an inside joke. You know, his his staff would laugh. Okay, right. at his so. It wasn't a, a studio audience. It was like the technicians. Oh, and yeah. you could hear the technicians laugh. Yep. And they probably pulled a prank because you know how those oh, superstars, yeah. they love to pull those oh. pranks, putting uh, oh, yeah. saran wrap over toilets or, you know, hitting somebody over the head. But Tell they did that to uh, Soupy by having a, you know, by having a, uh, basically a go-go dancer. Oh, that was funny. Make a go-go oh. dancer behind the door instead of uh, some yeah. innocent creature. You know, it's a, it's a, it's actually that's why we like we we like the Uncle Floyd show or stuff like that. I love I love like that cable access cheapness horror show host. Uh, Sven Gulli is uh, almost a, the, the only. I mean, he became a superstar, uh, Sven Gulli, but he's been around for years and years. Wait, he was syndicated in Philadelphia. They would buy his version out of Chicago of Creature Feature or Monster Double Feature, mm-hmm. and a. He, he, you just seen he's he weighs about 125 pounds. The, the guy I plays thought the, he was fat. Well, no, that this is in the 70s. Okay, he's been he's been this guy since 74 or 78. He, and he, by the year, he, he's a Polish gentleman from Illinois. So he's uh, his name's Dave Koz, like Dave Kozminski. He's getting as he ages, he gain weight. Sven Gulli, yeah, everybody oh. sees him on and, Me TV. Oh, it's a great it's a great character. It's funny, corny jokes, explains the movie. But uh, the one thing I, I will it irks me. Uh, he does too many chicken jokes, and oh yeah, uh, I had chicken jokes. I love uh, chickens. Do you? Yeah, you can eat them before they're born and after they're dead. You know, uh, chickens come from broken homes. Um, but uh, uh, well, but Spengoli shows these cr- just because something's bad. And I know people like it's cool. Like there's like a John Waters liking something because it's bad, like a John Waters film, or like, right? Yeah, what he, whatever he likes. But some things are bad, and they're bad. It's just it's like un- almost unwatchable. Like but that tie, John. <clears throat> my grandfather was buried in this tie. Um, I got the Spanish Armada here. My uncle was cremated in this tie. Uh, but they. Uh, it's but the only you, thing that still fits you. <laughs> Here's what. Um, so. Uh, but uh, no, uh, he's getting. Oh, but oh, uh, they, well, they ask why, why you keep, there's so many people suggest movies all the time they can make fun of, mm-hmm. and he goes, "We can't get the licensing." He goes, "We've done you know 400 movies or something so far. Sometimes they've done movies twice or two or three times because some movies are, are remember you know, the, the Amazing Colossal Man." Well, it's, it, yeah. Well, uh, you know the sequel to it called War of the Colossal Beast. Beast. It's oh, it's awful. Uh, but oh oh so so like, like real big, quick big big um, Soupy Sales made an actually made a movie in, in like 1967 called Birds Do It, where he's a he, he's like a mop boy at NASA or somewhere and he gets zapped by a ray and he can f- float. And I don't, I don't know what the whole sense of the movie was. He just floats around clouds and stuff. And it's just called Birds Do It. <laughs> yeah, like that. Yes, Birds Do It. Okay. Look, carrier pigeon. Pigeon toad. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, this is Mr. Callahan. Oh, that's in case you get a tweet. <clears throat> sorry. Uh, I don't uh, want a pigeonhole. Uh, oh, uh, the other day in the trash at my neighbor's house, I took a picture of it. Uh, in the, well, today's trash. It was yesterday. Um, blow up doll in the trash. 
a you know it's very hard to find a used blow up doll okay i mean uh, i mean they're like a hundred dollars now and uh you know i i have to trash pick them or find them at a flea market a used blow up doll yes well i i show it and i go oh look she's exhausted you know and she left me flat and i popped her